What's up, everyone? Welcome to Overexposed. I'm Philip Lemons. I'm an amateur photographer and the community manager at Schatzer, a global network of photographers and a responsive image library. This week, I spoke with David Mendoza, an LA wedding photographer. Let's get right into it. So you've been a wedding photographer. That's been your main focus for two years now, but you've been a photographer for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what over the course of those 10 years or even the last two years as a wedding photographer, what's been the hardest lesson for you to learn as a photographer, whether that's professionally or personally, but just, you know, photographers have such a unique lens on business and life, in my opinion. So what, what has really stuck with you? What's been a, a difficult lesson? One of the biggest lessons I learned was to um, pick your clients right. Like pick ones that fit you yeah. or yeah, do the, kind of fit with your vision or yeah, aesthetic. Yeah, or? just to just to really like, and it, it takes time. Like the thing is, it takes time to find out who your client is. Mm -hmm. um, at first, you start to take any job, and ne then you start to refine like who your who your client is and what you're good at and what your niche is. Um, there's this there's this incredible mentor that I have, um, Paul, Paul Orpola, who he started, um, he started Kingos. Oh yeah. And he, like I've been, I've seen, sat in on a couple of his, like he, that we have these like kind of mastermind groups, um, every now and then he doesn't do them anymore, but, um, early on in the, in a group that I was involved with, he was there and he, he likes to say like there's riches in the niches. Mm -hmm. So, or in the niches, mm -hmm. um, and and i think that's really true so finding finding the thing that like sets you apart and then capitalizing on that um like because there's nobody that can do like wedding photography like i can do it absolutely there's, there's other people that like can create like a similar photo but nobody can do the business that i do and nobody can do it in my style what can what can you do that sets yourself apart exactly and doubling down on that yeah doubling down on your strengths um and i am uh like i'm like a big fan of gary vanerchuk yeah um yeah. and like so like what what th and that's like straight like something that he would say like Absolutely. double down double down on your strengths mm -hmm. right like there is there is a place for being well-rounded um, as a photographer as well so i do dabble in like other types of photography um but mainly it's it's a matter of of finding what i'm good at what i'm passionate about just start to shoot it for fun and then and it's and then like start to put it out there honestly um mr lewis he just asked um how do you get how do you get booked regularly for weddings? Um, I think a lot of it is just showing consistency. People really want to see consistency. Um, so putting, putting it out there that you're doing it, that you're hiring or that you're booking. Like, I mean, Absolutely. like one, one really, I mean, to answer that question directly, one thing that I started to do was I started to post every time that I was getting booked for a wedding and, like when to show people that you know hey i'm booking i'm booking and i'm booking i'm booking people are really booking. liking what i'm putting out there and i mean there's like there's this like the law of attraction right so um like i was like i want to get booked so i'm going to start telling people that i'm getting booked and it was it was real like i yeah. wasn't making it up like i was getting booked but as i start the funny thing is, is like as i started to tell people hey i'm getting booked 
I started to get more bookings. Absolutely. And it was just like this crazy thing that happened where I was like, oh, like all I had to tell do is like tell people that I'm like booking. Um, and then, I mean, also there, like there comes the part of like having, having photography that's good. There is like, there is a standard that you have to meet. You can't, like you have to have, you have to have talent. Like that's base level. And as soon as you have, like, as as soon as you establish that, then you can move up. Yeah. Well, and um, your website is gorgeous. And I think you. that that plays, you know, a role in I'm booking, I'm booking, and then having, you know, that consistency displayed for everybody to see. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, when I was looking at your website, one of the things that caught me was, you know, you show the examples of your own imagery, but then you also speak to what a wedding kind of means and you already yeah, touched yeah, on this a little absolutely. bit but you show the two photos of your grandparents i believe yeah, yeah, yeah. um those two studio photos that were sure. taken at their wedding yeah and you know i think that well people nowadays aren't looking for two photos they're sure. looking for imagery that kind of captures that same amount of meaning yeah. um that those two photos captured for your grandparents yeah and for you so it's almost like a sacredness to the photos just from the content yeah, I think I think um, what you're touching on is something that I've been something that I've like started to really notice and something that I'm really trying to capitalize on mm -hmm. is that I'm not I'm not like I, I am documenting things, but I'm capturing a feeling. So how do you approach doing that for a wedding when, you know, I think that's kind of abstract. It's hard to approach something where you you're not necessarily trying to capture a perfectly composed shot or the perfect lighting it's about something that'll resonate with sure. the couple maybe that speaks to choosing clients that fit you. yeah yeah absolutely i think that's part of it i think that's where like choosing the, the clients that fit that fit you mm -hmm. um and like like there there have been clients that i that have reached out to me that i've turned down um because i just know like i have a gut feeling and like the ones that I had gut feelings about last year um, turned out to be like like the the hard ones. Um, do you do you just find it's more difficult with those clients to capture that same sort of feeling and not yeah, just document? Yeah, or? I think that I think that there's just people that you mesh with, and there's people that that are harder to mesh with. Right, you can still do a good job and do great photos, but you're not gonna you're not going to. Um, bring forth the emotion that you that you want like anytime i take photos and i send them to a client mm -hmm. like i'm expecting like a rush of emotion i'm expecting like a, oh my gosh i'm expecting like a these are amazing i'm expecting something like that yeah um and if i don't get that like like that those are the moments that i live for i live for the moment when i can i can like how they felt on that day, like that photo takes them back to that, mm -hmm. right? Um, there's this there's this sense of reliving it. And the thing is, I'm not only taking photos for, and I talked to them, again, I've talked about this before, is that I'm not taking photos just for them. I'm taking photos for their grandkids. Absolutely. I'm taking photos for, like, do you, like, I mean, I look at those photos. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that photographer was, right? Yeah. And granted, people might not, like, those those kids are, like, the, their grandchildren, great-grandchildren, they probably won't know who I am. Um, but, like, I, I want to capture the feeling of it. If it was a really emotional day, like, and there was a lot of tears, like, I want that. I want to see that. If it was a super happy day, I want to see that. 
if it was and and that goes from like a micro scale to a macro scale as as well like in in framing like the venue and like the posing and all of that like if they're if they're like a shy intimate couple like let that like let that shine mm-hmm. like like don't like and that's what that's where it it comes down to like choosing your clients um but i think that for me it's it's finding the clients that fit right for me and letting letting that shine through because every there's like there's beauty in everything i think i think that's part of what i see like there is beauty. that's kind of the beauty of photography yeah yeah i think there's beauty in absolutely everything instagram can be tough sometimes in that i i get the sense that or at least for me, I lose a lot of that feeling when looking at a photographer's work sure. or even the work that Instagram kind of rewards. Um, it can be, I find that the content that really captures that feeling is harder to find on Instagram for whatever reason. Maybe it's just because everything on Instagram you see is sure so ubiquitous. It's, it kind of gets lost in the rut. But yeah, I love yeah, the yeah, fact that you... That give your clients prints of like I saw for an yeah, engagement session that thing. you it's gave a, them like a book of, you know, a couple of your favorite shots yeah. from that event. And I think that that can be really, I think it, it, when you see something in print, whether it's your own work or something that you, you know, hired yourself to sure. photograph it. Yeah. Being able to have that tactileness with it. Yeah. Is, I think, I think it's something new that I'm doing. Um, and it's for clients that like are paying for premium packaging and all that stuff. I'm like trying to figure out how to, how to integrate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's like other things I like, I really, I really live for like, like creating magic moments for other people. Um, oh, Michael's Michael is in here. Love you, Michael. Um, he's, he's the, the person who actually got me connected. Um, who got me connected with uh with Shotzer. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, well then it's great that he's in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's come yeah, a long yeah. way. Um but I think that I think that um like overall like I I like creating these magic moments for couples whatever that looks like. Um and I I can't really say exactly what I do just because that kind of ruins the magic. Yeah. Um, but well, it's, there it's are, difficult to describe it. You know, yeah. I don't think there that are you necessarily. Can. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there are things that I do. Yeah. Um, but here's, like, here's, here's a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So one of my friends, Jeff Kaler, incredible magician. He has this, he has this um, thing called 52 five and it's a way of loving on the community and the people around you. And, um, he had this one challenge uh he does like a weekly challenge for people mm-hmm. and this is something that like i think that you as the instagram audience could do like like really simply um and he calls he called it simple as juice and um what he did what he said was um like you can like a lot of the times we see ourselves and this is this is borrowed from um donald miller's um, story brand mm-hmm. creating a story brand um and a lot of the times we see ourselves as the hero in the story mm-hmm. and but the but that's not what our businesses are our businesses need to be the yoda in the story like i'm not the hero of my wedding day 
uh, of like the wedding. Yeah, the wedding. Shoot. Yeah. Like there, like if I went into that, like there's, I would lose every time, right? I'm, I'm like what I what I want to be and what I'm trying to be now is is the Yoda in that situation and helping my clients along and then help them make decisions and I care about every single part of it. Like I'm asking them for like color of the dresses, color of the bridesmaids' dresses, what are the, the, the linens, what are the chairs, what are like what are everything. Like I want to know. Like even for a portrait shoot, like I'm like going, I'm scouting the location, I'm picking the outfits, I'm doing everything. Um, and it makes all the difference like in the in the final product um, like the thing is like ordinary effort is going to produce ordinary results and extra extraordinary effort is going to produce extraordinary results especially um, when you direct that at other people not towards yeah a self gratifying 100 percent urge mm-hmm. you know yeah it's not self-serving it's more like and the thing is like here like circling back to jeff kaler he has this challenge called simple as juice mm-hmm. so what he was doing is he was going to meet up with a friend and um, one of one of his friends and our mutual friends um, gave him a box of juice, and he was like, "Hey, the person that you're meeting up loves this juice. Give this to them, right?" And that person, my buddy James, he like just gave it to gave it to Jeff, and Jeff showed up at the meeting or at the at the at the whatever coffee yeah. meeting or mm-hmm. hangout or whatever it was and was like hey like like i got this for you and the person was like what this is my favorite juice like how did you know um and he's like he's like oh yeah you know just like like yeah and so he became the hero in it but the thing is like like james is like the real like like is the valuable person there right and the thing is like if we can see ourselves as like the yoda in in that situation and in our lives in terms of like making other people the hero of their story right Mm -hmm. because we're the hero of our like like we go through our lives and we look and we're like oh yeah this like this is my story this is like i am i am the star of this right but when you can like reverse that and come out of it and be like hey like like i want to i want to help other people um and a lot of times that looks like stepping out of the limelight and and giving somebody else the tools to be able to 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 like make somebody else's day. I I do like Gary's stuff a lot. I think that I'm not typically one for sure. like motivational speakers and I don't think that he would classify himself as such. Sure. But for me what really resonates is he's he's always providing something actionable for people sure yeah and the other thing that really strikes me about his whole team in general is just like you were saying they i do believe that a lot of them including him are focused on those around them and whether you call that not being the hero or being the yoda or just focusing on other people i think that comes through and i think it's honestly pretty rare yeah to find a group of people or even an individual that consistently that's their mindset is focusing on other people and what they can do for them to provide value and not necessarily thinking about how it'll benefit them in yeah. the long run. It's a, it's a tough mentality to, to get yourself in because, yeah. it's, you know, like you said, we're very conditioned to be the center of our own mental universe i think that um like the more that we think of others 
the more that we think of others, like the the better off we'll be. Talk to me a little bit about being a photographer in LA. You know, LA is such a huge city. It's kind of like no yeah. other city in the same way that New York is. How has that shaped your photography, whether that's in the actual how you approach photography or whether that's your business, um, how you approach the business of photography in LA? Yeah, well, I mean, I think... So it, that's that's interesting because it's like uh, most of the time I'm based in Santa Barbara, but I think like there there is like a market that I've like really slid into in LA, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of, a lot of it is just the people that you surround yourself with, um, and I'm not one to believe that like your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't I don't see people that way as like currency, but I think that I think that the the more that you surround yourself with the people that that really inspire you and that that push you to be a better a better human um the better and so i've do you find that easy to do in la um i mean it's 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 a difficult city to navigate just like any other big city um i think that it takes time um but i think that a lot of it is just finding the people that that do resonate with you and it just takes time. So is it easy? No, but I don't think it's easy anywhere. Could you, could you pinpoint, you know, one aspect of your, do you think Instagram has really helped you be successful? Do you think a lot of it's traffic to your website? Is it really personal connections? Where, where, where have you found most of your success um, in terms of getting your brand out there? Sure. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, as far as, I mean, we all define like define success in different ways. I think that um, for the Hey Doza brand, it's like inspiring people and and like becoming more like self aware. Mm-hmm. Like self awareness is like as like as I'm thinking about it, like like self awareness is the big thing about about Hey Doza that that people latch on to, right? um it's in what way self-awareness in what way uh like personal self-awareness and then and just putting saying, that like, out there yeah saying your, saying your... the things that like that people are like scared to say or like putting putting parts of my personality out there that that are like, so it's not just this extremely polished yeah it's not it's not super no it's not it, or, yeah know. yeah like i want it to be relatable i still want it to be beautiful mm-hmm. um but there's, I mean, there's days and there's good days and bad days and, and let the bad days, like, like there, you can't have bad days without, or you can't have good days without the bad days because yeah. you don't know the difference. Um, but I think that, I think that, uh, like photography is my art and it's a way for me to express it. And I think that, that there was, so a lot of what grew the Hey Doza brand was, um, doing uh, a daily portrait, um, which was a series that I did where I, I took about 150 portraits in a row. And some Damn. of them are really incredible, thank like you. that one thank in you. the Oculus. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. that one is thank you. so exceptional. Thank you. That's not like part of the that series, but but it is like it, it is inspired by it. And yeah. So like like people are like there's people who ask me um, like how did how did you start how do you get how did you find your style and it was through a daily portrait that I found that style. I just um, doing it, just doing it. Yeah. So I, I committed myself. 
Uh, so I was like, very inspired by Casey Neistat um, doing his his daily podcast or not daily his podcast daily his daily vlog. Yeah. Um, and so what I ended up doing was I was like it was like four in the morning one night and I was living by myself. I was depressed. I like was going through like a really really tough season being fired from my job. Like I didn't know what to do, and I um, I was just like I just need to take a new portrait every single day. I just need to have one actionable item that I can kind of check off the list. Exactly. And it took me about like four or five hours every day from finding the location to finding the person to like, I mean, it would be random people. It would be like, it. it, no, it's no small task. Yeah. And it was like, and I was really putting everything into these portraits. Um, If you just, if, if you're on the podcast and we want to like, or if you're listening to us, um, like just search on Instagram, like the hashtag, a daily portrait hashtag a daily portrait and you will see like like all of those portraits pop up and it's it was and is it was it was my it was like it was my training like i created my own training and every day all i could think about like it, like i felt like naked without the my camera in my hand like that's because it was all you were focusing on. All was, I was focused on. For, do you think you'll ever go back to doing that again, or do um, you, possibly? I think I know I the think, Casey's like circled back to doing yeah, the vlogs again, think, trying to go daily. But it was really like he spoke. I mean, he said the same thing. He yeah. talked about how it soaked up every waking moment of his life. I think during the off seasons and when I do have like a, a week or two weeks or three weeks of like kind of like downtime. Like then I can integrate that, mm-hmm. um, but right now I'm so busy that I don't think it 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 would be, I don't think it would be um, the it, it wouldn't, wouldn't it would help you in the same way that it no does. It, well it's not even that I just don't think it would be prudent to my clients at this point yeah. to to take on that kind of uh, labor. And to be distracted um, right by that, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it, I don't. I would never call it distraction. I just think that it would it for the for the clients that are paying me that it wouldn't it wouldn't be poignant for them to 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 really be there. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, yeah. So I mean, I I really do like both Adoza and um, David Mendoza the third. Is that Thank how you. you say it? Yeah, David okay. Mendoza the third. Um, and Hi, I, I like your your vibe on there, your the content that you're putting up, all of it. And which which brand? Both of them, but especially with Hey Doza, just sure. The, yeah, yeah you talked about, about being real. Um, you talked about letting a little bit more of your emotions, your sure. personality on there. How do you balance that kind of wonderful aspect of social media with? kind of the negative bits that can come along with it, whether that's, you know, the comparison game sure. or, you know, there's a whole plethora of stuff I could yeah, list yeah, yeah. off. But, of course. you know, there's kind of these really wonderful bits. And how do you not let, when you're spending so much time on social media, let those negative bits soak in there? Even like just the comparison thing. To Yeah, no, off. that's a good question. I think that, I think that a lot of it, um, I went through like a big, even right now I'm going through a bit of um, realizing um, what, like whatever you ingest is, it really has an outcome on your one, your mental health and two 
um, like the type of art you're going to create um, and how you interact with the people. So it's like, like for us, like a high performance, like sports car, right? Yeah. Like you need to give it like high performance fuel or else it's not going to perform well. Right. Um, Same thing with an artist or with any, or anything like that. Like, like you, you need to be digesting things that are life giving to you. Um, and things that will will that will further further whatever you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, and cut out the the, the, the negative parts. Um, so I think for me it was a lot of cutting out um, and stop like to stop like very simply to stop following a lot of the people that were bringing me down or making me feel a certain way, um, whether it was like a model feed or whether it was. Um, whether it was like another photographer who was a who was a peer that I was like too influenced by, mm-hmm. or um, just like like re- recognizing, I think uh, again recognizing like self, what you're consuming again. On the it's like is that like self actualization and like understanding where you're coming from, what's what's being what's what's affecting you, and then being able to um, being able to push that out um, and and make it your own honestly Mm -hmm. so i think and i mean compare like the comparison thing is like is a hard thing is you just have to train yourself to to one like it i think it's a very internal thing like the whole comparison thing like for me i i i catch myself like falling into it all the time but knowing like recognizing that like the things that make you like uniquely you are the beautiful things and to focus on those like again doubling down on your strengths doing a tremendous job with them and like and learn and grow focus on growing those um so for me it's like getting like creating epic landscapes and these crazy silhouettes for my couples um as well as doing a really really good job of like coloring and and finding emotion Mm -hmm. so those are the two things that i really really focus on as far as like my my wedding brand and as far as the the portraits and all of that work um that comes into like i think that that finding the right moments to post and finding they're just the right people to to take portraits of currently um, and I think it's like, it's, it's, there's, there's things that I really want to say. And then, and then I have like things that are brewing the, the like projects that I'm working on, um, that it's, that are bigger than just a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are the things that people can really latch onto when you can, when you can elicit an emotional response out of somebody, um, ba- just based on a few pixels, like, yeah. like that, then, then you've really like hit like one, like the zeitgeist of, mm-hmm. of, of the time right um and i think that there's a lot of a lot of being aware of what's going on and and what people are paying attention to and then formulating like i mean there's a lot of people out there that aren't really like we're, we're taking in a lot of information but we're not thinking for ourselves like a lot of us are just sitting there like taking in the, all this information and we don't have an opinion on it right and I think that's like BS. Mm-hmm. I think that you need to internalize things or not internalize things, but like take it in, process think it. Think about it. Like think about it, process it. And then once you, once you've processed it, then it comes out as you. Um, and, and you can, you can, and you can put, put it through your filters 
of what you agree and don't agree with. But, uh, but yeah, I think that, I think that that is, those are the things that really kill, like can kill comparison, um, is like one, knowing your worth, knowing, knowing that like you are valuable and two, that like that your opinion matters and like thinking for yourself at the end of the day, it's like think for yourself. How, how do you balance thinking for yourself with getting inspiration for your work? Yeah, that's good. It's a great question. Um, and I've towed that line before I've had like people that, um, well, I think it's impossible. Pe- Sometimes yeah. you didn't know if something was your own idea yeah. or if you've just seen yeah. it like, and don't remember it. And well, then it's sure. like planted this kernel. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a, a great, um, controversy right now in the art world um there's a photographer a well-known photographer in la who is essentially blatantly ripping off um old photos Mm -hmm. um but claiming that he's just has been inspired or that he's never seen those photos and that he's fine he's found his own uh they line up just a little bit too well oh yeah they're like like blatant (laughs) ripoffs um and i think that in those cases, like, I mean, I mean, I think that at some point, like, I mean, one, like, I'm, I like to take people at their word, um, but two, it's, I mean, there's a line that 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 crosses, and I mean, I think I've 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 crossed that line before. So how do you balance? Um, how do you balance that? that? Like, where do you get your inspiration from now, and how do you transform that into your own? Yeah, like again, like currently, like I've unfollowed like all of my peers mm-hmm. in photography. Um, anybody who is a peer that like that I that I was like oh like we are creating kind of similar stuff like I just stopped following. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Uh, I just don't want to be inspired by it um, because I want to be inspired by different things. Um, and so this it's not not a personal thing at all. But I think that like turning your attention and and I think that as you grow like your audience expects you to grow and change and the the the, the people that the people that uh, really follow you and that really love your work will follow along as you grow and change. Cause if it's the same thing, then it's like, Oh, we've already seen this before. Like you have yeah. to keep changing. You have to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. So there is no plateau. It's just up or down. So do you, do you get most of your inspiration for your photography? Not from other photographers. Is it from other artistic mediums? then or are you still getting inspiration from other photographers yeah or you I mean, just I, shut that off completely well it, i get it from different types of photographers mm-hmm. uh, i'll get it from fashion photographers i get it from, ones that aren't doing wedding photography yeah. in a very similar way wedding photography yeah. or portrait photography in the in the way that that i'm that i've that i've done it previously uh like like art photographers fine art photographers like those those types of people are like then there's different accounts that i follow that like have an aesthetic that i really value um there's this one photographer in particular that stands out and i know a lot of people follow her her name is um, jamie beck um she goes by um, her handle is ann street studios and i think that i she she does still life photography Mm -hmm. of apricots and butterflies and like just the most random things but she creates absolute magic out of them and i think that um 
I think that like being inspired by things like that rather than rather than other people who are doing a very similar thing. Um, Taking it from unexpected places yeah, like, and not something that's so similar that yeah, and like I, I mean, vision. I get really inspired by like by music shows. Like if I'm like feeling dry, I will go all like I'll I'll go to a, a music show um, to to get inspired just because like the production level at that like some of these things is incredible. I went to um, I went to a concert in Santa Barbara recently and just like I'm so inspired by the lighting and and the concepts and it like makes you think bigger. So I think that yeah. like surrounding yourself with 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 um, other minds that like think bigger like really like really is is a key to growing. If you're hanging around, like if you're if you're if you're training with people who are only like just as good if you, just as good as you, like, like then I mean you're not gonna grow. Like you need to be you need to be surrounding yourself with people who are like better than you or more wealthy than you or like all of that. Like because like they'll only pull you up. Mm-hmm. Like you see their accomplishments, you see all of that. Like you see their dedication, whatever it is, yeah. right? Um, like hanging around with those types of people is like very inspirational. Um, and you start to like in group think happens and you start to like think differently. Like, and so you, you're, you're going from one place, you're ending up in another, in, in, a, in a completely different place. Um, and that's growth. Yeah, it could be, it could be death as well. <laughs> like you could be going the other way, but I think, I, I think, think if you're thinking about that way and who you're surrounding yourself with and hopefully going back yeah. to what you said, what you're consuming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it, who I, your work is for, I think again, it comes back to you in the right direction. Come back to, it comes back to thinking for yourself and yeah. like understanding what's, what's going on. Um, a Robkin. Well, he says, Oh, he agrees with, uh, he tries to please himself first and foremost with his photos. I think that's, that's right on. I think that's, really yeah, no, right. I, I think if you're creating, for if you're creating for your Instagram audience or I don't think your wedding clients would be very happy if you sure. weren't creating to satisfy your own like urge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think because like, you know, that's why they hired you is because the stuff that you've created sure, yeah. when you're trying to satisfy your own creative yeah, urges is what, they yeah. like about you so if you were trying to create something specifically for them i don't think that's necessarily what yeah i mean i mean i go to like a wedding and i'll shoot i don't know i'll shoot about like ten thousand photos eight to ten thousand photos and then how I long del- does it take you just to take those down just to the edits uh it takes me two hours to to cull them down yeah hour and a half um but it's like i'm taking eight like eight to ten thousand photos a wedding mm-hmm. right um depending on the length of a wedding, but then I'm culling it down to 500 like deliverable photos. And then of those 500 photos for 20 weddings, right? It adds up. I'm, I'm only putting like 20 photos on my website. Yeah. So we're at like, I mean, I'm not even going to do like the math, but like Mm -hmm. we're at like, like less than a percent like of the photos is are the things that people are hiring you based on. Um, I think that, you you know, um, it's, 
interesting that people's expectations surrounding photography sure are very misaligned with the actual mechanics of photography you know and if if sure, you go you shoot a por- if you do a portrait session for 30 minutes sure you could have a huge volume of images from that and just the amount of time that it would take to edit those mm-hmm. i think is there's a big misconception around that. So when you present yourself as a photographer and you quote someone on your rate and they see it and they're like, Oh, well I'm only shooting for 30 minutes. And then they're like, why am I paying you X amount per hour? Well, there's all this work that goes in behind the scenes. Sure. And, you know, speaking to that Instagram, Anthony Robkin mentioned how social media has created an environment in which clients have outlandish expectations and, I mean, I think it's kind of a tough thing. Do you, it goes back to picking your clients, I guess. Are your clients choosing you for you or are they choosing you for something else that they want that they think that they might be able to get you to do? Yeah, I think that, I think that in the end, like expectations are the things that like, like one can be good and can pull people up um, or can really, um, set you up for failure absolutely so, like i mean i think expectations in general like aren't a healthy thing but uh they can be um i think that like maybe the, expectations for yourself yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um so i think that um i think that managing your clients in a way of uh, creating an expectation for them and then having them uh having being like, hey, like this is what I'm gonna do. This is my rate. This is why. And then when they like the thing is like people, like people come back to you like, what's your why? Why are you doing this? What like what about it is it? And like for me, like a lot of the daily portrait series and a lot of the like the light bulb, like I have this yeah. like whole light bulb series uh-huh. and it like came out of like finding finding light in the darkness, finding hope, finding goodness. Well, like whatever it is that is the light for you, like like that is like that's what the light represents right and like people latched onto the idea they didn't like the photos are still like they're they're cool but people latch on to the ideas and people will buy the ideas more than they will like 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 once you're once they're sold on an idea like there's no there's there's no stopping them um and i think that those things are like the really powerful things that you can do is just is finding the why so like for like hey doza it was like finding light in the darkness finding hope in the sadness finding find like finding like that they're like finding truth in like the mess um and like I mean, like what I posted, I posted like this thing yesterday that like the truth like may not like, like may not like fully satisfy you, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. I, I mean, I think that those moments where you've been creating stuff purely for yourself to express something or to capture something, the daily portraits, the light bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Those have been from what you've said, some of your more successful um, projects in terms of connecting sure. with people yeah. and, you know, having it resonate on a wider scale of your yeah. usual audience. Mm-hmm. So I think that that says something of, yeah, I think creating for yourself. Like yeah. That. And I think that if you want to, it's, it's a lot like if you think about like music, like you have to experience life 
and then you can create something. Um, you have to go through some sort of trial and then you can create something. It's like the hero's journey. If, if like anybody's, if anybody knows like, like the hero with a thousand faces, it's like, it's the, it's this archetype of the hero. Um, and it's written by, oh gosh, by Campbell. Um, and he creates this archetype that like every hero follows. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that like at the, like you have to, it's in a sense, live that and through like, once you come out on the other side, then you can reflect on that journey and create something that is meaningful. Yeah. Um, and so that's where a lot of the, that's where a lot of the, um, the, the daily portrait stuff like is inspired by the Hey Doza stuff is very inspired by it's like self-actualization, finding hope in the darkness, like finding, finding, or finding light in the darkness, finding, finding like hope in the despair, like all of that. That's great. So to kind of, wrap things up here sure we're gonna steal something from pop culture happy hour i don't know if you listen to that podcast. no i don't but, i don't um at the end of some of their shows they do a segment called what's making us happy okay so it's just it can be anything does not have to be related to photography at all okay um but what's making you happy this week oh man gosh what's making me happy that's a great question um i've got uh, another wedding in i've got two weddings this week so that's making me happy i've got one wedding tomorrow i've got one wedding on saturday um and i mean busy. I just, <laughs> yeah yeah real busy like back to santa barbara this weekend um and so that's making me really happy um and then gosh gosh what like i mean i get to see some old friends from high school that, like tomorrow which will be it's like kind of nerve-wracking a little mm -hmm. bit but um also like happy about that and uh honestly i mean there's like not much to be like there's a lot of sad things going on in the world and i think that if you like if you like have like a roof over your head some like water to drink and some food to eat like man like you're doing you're doing pretty well like like i think that gratefulness is like huge yeah and I think I'm just grateful for life. I'm think I'm like grateful that like I get to do whatever the hell I want. Absolutely. Like that's like, huge. Like that's that's the biggest blessing I've yeah. ever had. Um and or one of the biggest blessings I've ever had, I should say. And it's it's it those those things like I think that that type of reflection is like the those are the things that really make me like happy. So that's awesome. For me this week, it is it's it's a little less deep than that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I love Negronis, and this week is Negroni week. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. My friend James, he posted about that. Yeah, that's making me happy. All my favorite bars oh, are man. whipping up some awesome Negronis. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's simple, but that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I think we crashed on Instagram. Cool. Brought it down. Well, on that note, um, I think we'll wrap it up. But thanks for taking the time to come in and talk in person. That's course, it's yeah. awesome. I'm so glad we were able to start things off like this. So, um, if you haven't, um, yet go check out David Mendoza at, at Hey Doza, no period as we learned, yeah, um, yeah. or at David Mendoza. Um, and then I, I, I David Mendoza, the third, um, anything else you want to plug or talk about right before we wrap things up i mean go check out shots like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah go check like if you if if you're a creative and you're looking to um 
to kind of get your work out there. Shelter is a great way to um, get your stuff out there. I was their first contributor and I'm the first person on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm like, it's an awesome full I'm circle like the, thing. Yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun full circle. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got like, uh, if you're in the wedding community or if you're a wedding photographer interested in wedding photography, uh, I'll be speaking at United um, this year, which awesome. is a which is a, a big. Photo. When is that? It? So it'll be I think it's the second. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's the second week of November um, and it's in Phoenix, Arizona. It's awesome. It's one of the best. It's the best photo like like photography like community conference yeah um and it's it's a that's run really well it's it's run by an incredible group of people out in um arizona um a company called show it that i host my website on um they're the ones that put it on um if you're how can people find that uh the united united conference if they type that in yeah if it. if you just uh if you type in Show it united. Okay. Um, that'll that'll show up. So S H O W I T space, uh, united U N I T E D. Um, hopefully I spelled that right. Um, yeah. Um, go check that out. Uh, it's a great great conference. There's incredible speakers there. Um, not just me, but like other other like incredible photographers who've been in this industry for ten plus years. Um, I think that. Yeah, that that's a great place to go. Um, what else is there? What else do I? I mean, go check out go go check out my work. Um, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time, David. I really enjoyed it, and I think we're signing off. Right on.